guys, well, let's get right to it. 15 years since your last full-length release, 2008's Beyond Colossal. Um, and obviously now you've got the brand-new record coming out, Drifting in the Endless Void. It comes out in just 10 days, April 21st, on Blues Funeral Recordings. And both John and myself, guys, we've been very fortunate to have heard the record. And I'll just say to anyone listening right now, get ready to uh, feast on this gem of a record. It's well worth the wait. When I first heard the first track, Mutation Transformation, I just knew after the first couple of measures of that song that this was going to be a special record. So, guys, I guess the first question I have is, I mean, what most fans of why the band... Why did it take so long? Why did it take so long? You knew it. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah. You read my mind. So, all right, Frederick, you start us out, man. Go for it. Why did it take so long? Um, yeah. Uh, I, I really don't know, but I know why we might began. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. Why, why did you guys uh, come back after 15 years? Well, uh, I don't know. The time felt right a little bit. Uh, COVID happened and, I don't know, we got bored. I don't know. <laughs> Just felt right. Yeah. And then, yeah. And then yeah, was... re-releases, right? Yeah, but I, I, I'm not sure those count. Yeah. Um, I I don't count them because there was no effort really to put them out. So, sure, mm-hmm. yeah, sure, yeah. But we did yeah, we mean, did a bunch of festival long? shows. We did yeah. a bunch I mean, of festival shows. What? What? What was your yeah. thoughts on how things kind of got rebooted? I don't know. I think like yeah, I think me and Frederick actually talk have talked about it for at least I don't know five six years yeah and then and I it just took some the... time and then then yeah it took some time and then covid happened and then it was okay greenleaf is not going on tour we don't have any shows so let yeah, yeah. let's do this let's try try to write one or two songs and let's see what happens mm-hmm. green greenleaf put out a record and then covid happened and then the, you, i guess you were supposed to be touring uh, actually yeah. during mm-hmm. that time and i think well, well it's not not a lot a lot of crap going on here. So maybe then he just sent a text to everyone. What do you say, guys? Do you want to try this? Because it's um, it's not an easy question because uh, it's it. I, I, there's a lot of uh, it takes a lot of effort to to put out a record. Oh, it's, yeah. it's just yeah, let's do it. No, but it's it takes two years approximately. So. Mm-hmm. It's not yeah. an easy yes and no question. So I just asked the guys if they sure. want to do it, and and they wanted to do it, and and uh, so everyone was happy. All right. Yeah, but we, we decided at first to, just to write a couple of songs. Do yeah. You remember okay. that? Yeah. Yeah, we just get together and see what happened. So yeah, because mm-hmm. we yeah, it's been a long time since we did anything. So. Yes. So how was that when you guys first got together and started jamming and writing again? Was it, did you guys click instantly like it was yesterday or did it take some time to kind of get back into the groove to, you know, where you left off before the band went on hiatus? Well, it kind of, uh, it didn't say click, click, and then off we went because at first, we, we really didn't have a, um, a sense of direction where we were going. Okay. But I, I made, during that whole process, I made some um, 
home demos. And once once of those home demos worked, uh, I, I think we 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 felt like we had like a a thread we could keep going. Right. So, so yeah, because it's we had a sense of direction after that one. It was missing thirteen. If you anyone mm -hmm. asks the questions, but yeah. Okay. After that one, it was like felt like we we had something going. It felt like we could, yeah, we could get a full length going here. Well, first off, I want to tell you guys, it's an incredibly good album. It's going to be on many people's end of the year list. I'm forecasting that now. It's firmly in my early list, which, you know, we're talking about <laughs> end of the year list now. Um, but it's that strong. Just like uh, Tommy's last album, Greenleaf, which finished my top three for the year. Um, in it, I'm going to parlay all that great stuff into the writing process. And how is this different for you, Tommy? Being that you're probably, are, how much are you involved with the Greenleaf writing and structuring versus Dozier? It's, we kind of write the same way with both bands, with Greenleaf and Dozer. One guy comes with a riff and then we just jam on it together until it, yeah, turns into a song. That's pretty much how we do it most of the time. Okay, this time around, Frederick had more home demos that he came with. Yeah, it was complete songs, but we mostly... I think we used like bits and pieces from your songs and then we turned it into something else and we've yeah, yeah kind of yeah, worked yeah. on things that way. They were more like uh, Tinder, so to speak. Like uh, not actual wood pieces. <laughs> like, right. <laughs> tiny. <laughs> yeah, but you gotta start somewhere, right? Something. Yeah. You gotta start somewhere. Um, for some of us who aren't musicians, this stuff is fascinating. That, that you folks who were so artistic are able to, to kind of put this together and collaborate and have this vision. So it, it's amazing. And, and Tommy, you're, for me, for Bang for the Buck, one of the best guitarists out there on just really <laughs> the riffs and, and the ability to make things sound good, your tone. I mean, I'm not... It's not for this interview that I'm saying this. I've said this over and over online and, and in shows. I, I really admire your style, uh, Tommy. You're, you're the man. Cool. Um, Thank you. Thank you very yeah. much. <laughs> and, and Fred, Frederick, it's so good to hear you singing and screaming again. <laughs> what were you doing, Frederick, during this time where... Dozier was kind of dormant. What what were you doing musically uh, during this time? Anything? Well, we had a couple of gigs, um, like one or two each year, starting from okay. 2014, I think. Was it 2014? Thir or something? 13. I think we did Hellfest yeah, 2013. So, so um, yeah, kind of had to keep the machinery a little bit going. And then, then I yeah. formed a, a hobby band on the side as well, Ambassadors of the Sun. And that went on for, uh, yeah, a couple of years as well. 
But yeah, what was the name um, of the band? Sorry, Ambassadors of the Sun. It's called. Okay. Yeah, they have released an album, so yeah, we have 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 an album. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, make sure. (laughs) So, Tommy, uh, question for you, real quick. I mean, now going back to doing Dozer stuff, obviously, song structure wise, obviously much different, less jamming, less free, you know, freelancing, more structured. Uh, with Dozer, obviously, then with Greenleaf. Um, did it, I mean, was it, is it difficult for you to sort of limit yourself more now with Dozer because you're so used to kind of just doing your own thing with Greenleaf? Was it difficult sort of getting back into that? Um, not you know, a, Natalie? Okay, go for it. Not at all. No, okay. <laughs> it actually felt good to have another guitar player there because I've been playing, yeah. yeah, just one guitar with Greenleaf for yeah since 2013 or something mm. and then finally having frederick there again playing guitar that's mm-hmm. yeah that felt yeah you can that's two different shit. two different <laughs> disturbing shit <laughs> no it's it's two di- yeah. really from those are two different things in that way but i, I could really feel that oh. with the um, with two guitars you can make it even heavier mm-hmm. so that that felt good and working with frederick has it's always been easy. We come along just fine. Well, We've been friends kinda... friends since we were kids, so <laughs> I have a very feminine guitar, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah very cool. Nice. How, well, how old were you you all when you first started Dozier? We started Dozer in ninety oh five. <laughs> So 20? Uh, yeah, 20, around 20. But me and oh. Frederick, we played for a couple of years before that. Yeah, just playing around, yeah. Yeah, trying to so figure we, out what we wanted to do. We were <laughs> 17, 18 or something. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah, very cool. Well, you know, one of the greatest things, too, about seeing you guys now, the band, back together after so long is, as I mentioned at the beginning of the interview, I mean, Dozer is one of the godfathers of the stoner rock genre. I mean, you guys were, the, you know, doing this way before, you know, all these bands are doing it now. And this music was very underground. You know, now, obviously, it's grown so much this scene. Um, you know, it is obviously compared to when you guys were starting out. It's night and day. I mean, you've got festivals all over the world now. It's really such a global scene or everywhere. Um, and so, I mean... For you guys now, I mean, uh, you know, over the years as you're watching the scene grow and grow, obviously, Tommy, you, you know, being a part of it with Greenleaf, too, and it's getting bigger and bigger. Obviously, it's so much more bigger now than it was than when you guys were really at the forefront. I mean, the, have you guys ever sat there and said to yourselves, like, well, shit, you know, we, we're we one of the ones that were doing this, you know, in the beginning, and now the scene's starting to take off. Maybe it's time for us to did that factor into maybe the decision to get back together? It's like, well, you know, we're we're one of the godfathers here. We we need to come back together and and you know, people need to know who we are, who especially the younger, newer fans of this music, because like I said, you guys were one of the the OGs, as they say. I mean, did that ever kind of cross your mind to you know and influence your decision to get back together? Did it have anything to do with that or or not at all? Because I mean, like I said, all these years later, Dozer being one of the the, the, the bands to start this genre it's only i think appropriate that you guys are now he, here now doing it again and showing all the newer fans like hey you know we're we're one of the originators of the sound and music 
I think you want, maybe you want to answer, uh, Tommy. <laughs> yeah, I think I, I think I have a good answer for this because yeah, like you said, in the yeah when we started touring, it wasn't the same thing that it is nowadays. The whole stoner rock scene. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think yeah, all the festivals, especially in Europe, all the desert fests and uh, up in smoke and whatever festivals mm-hmm. we have here have made it. Especially desert fest have made it bigger. The whole scene has grown a lot here compared to the early 2000s. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, of course, when it got bigger, we started to get offers for Dozer for, yeah, we played, did we play Desert Fest in 2014 <laughs> or 13 or? Um, I think that, 14. I think after those shows, because they, yeah, it was big crowds and it felt good and, I think after after every festival show we talked about, yeah, should we maybe start making new music again? And then, <laughs> yeah, families, other bands, and work, and yeah, it never really happened until until COVID. Sure, mm-hmm. yeah, it's really amazing what Reese Reese T has done with Desert Fest. That's yeah. a story in its own right because you know we I. <clears throat> I interviewed him along with Billy Goat on Doomed and Stoned. And we, I think Billy and I were both like blown away when we found out how many people were going to the one in London. I mean, it was in the thousands. And it was like, oh my God. Because, you know, in the States, we're a whole different animal here, Uh, particularly over this last 10 years. um, Stone Rock has gotten bigger here, but. Ever since it became, became legal, here is hip hop and rap <laughs> in America. Like we're like it's almost like a brainwashing. It's like everything, and then some country. Um, but we've kicked it in pretty good with some festivals now. Psycho Vegas has been a big one, which I'm surprised you guys never got uh, got over here for that one. Uh, they canceled this year for the first time, and now Desert Fest is uh, you know in New York and well we'll say exploring some other stuff as well. So it's, you know, interesting what's happening over here, but let's go back to your roots, man. Um, if what bands really kind of led you into the style that you're in now, back in the day. The first Stoner Rock album I heard was Super Judge with Monster Magnet. Okay. Mm-hmm. And after that, yeah, of course it was Caius right after that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's when me and Frederick figured out that, okay, you can tune down your guitars and it sounds heavier. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's, yeah, yeah, that's pretty much when we started dosing. When we tuned down the guitars, we were like, okay, this is a new band now. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, that's when the sound formed a little bit. Yeah. 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 Shoe as well. Oh, yeah. Uh, now, in, in search of the Puma Shoe, that's there. Yeah. Mm. Oh god yeah. It was a big influence for us.
did you uh did you ever listen to Sabbath? To Black Sabbath. Black Sabbath, of Black course. Sabbath. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Before or after Monster Magnet? Before or after? Be before. 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 Okay. Well before. Yeah. Well, you know what's interesting is we're we only get what's fed to us or available to us. You know, we don't all have brothers and sisters and all that. So there's an interesting order at times. Um, we're finding a lot of people that are getting into this kind of music having a clue that this even exists. Oh. So it really makes things interesting along the way. Um, sometimes people go in reverse order and they find out about Black Sabbath after listening to this stuff. It's really hot. Um, what would be a song, uh, one for each of you, that you wish you had written? That's a... Now, now. Any song that was written, that's been done, but you wish you were the one that, that wrote it. Oh, okay. You want to you wanna write a song, Tommy? It depends on maybe if I want to be a millionaire, if I wanted to be a millionaire, or if I just no. want to be, be a good songwriter. <laughs> Let's see. Mm. That's a tough one, I'm sure. Maybe, yeah, 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 it is. I know I got this question before, and then I answered why my guitar gently weeps, the Beatles. Mm -hmm. That would be, that, yeah, I wish I wrote that song. <laughs> mm -hmm. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Only one? <laughs> well, you can throw a few out there, Frederick. I'm, I'm sweating. <laughs> well, well, I, I wish I wrote uh, "Across the Universe." For instance, okay. I wish I wrote that one. So, pretty much, you and me wish yeah. we wrote the whole Beatles catalog, whole Beatles and we, we would be millionaires, yeah. billionaires. Yeah. Across the universe, I, yeah, I would have liked to have written that one. But more more contemporary or contemporary nineties. Uh, I'm very still very much into the nineties. So Fourth of July with uh, Soundgarden would have been mm, okay. nice. Oh, okay. yeah, Rusty Cage. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but oh, yeah. You, you know, before there were Dozer, we we were in the rehearsal phase. Me and Tommy and this other guy called Magnus. And you know, we one of the songs we actually played. Was it was a dancing song? Oh wow! Yeah, dirty Which black one? summer. So. Oh, dirty black summer. Oh, okay. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah, we took we I took turns singing. Yeah, we we, we took turns singing. Uh, oh wow! Okay. Yeah. You didn't, Frederick, and you never sang before, and yeah, we just tried. Yeah, I took it, tried singing it, and Frederick sang it, and yeah, I don't remember if Magnus sang, but then and I was. Yeah, we pretty quickly found out that okay, Frederick yeah. should sing. Yeah, <laughs> Frederick yeah. is the singer in the band. Magnus actually sang some, but we we started <laughs> laughing because it sounded he sounded like a wounded, wounded animal. <laughs> <laughs> I remember, I still remember that one. Oh, wow. It sounded like a moose that had been shot. Mm. Um, <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> I, I haven't heard a moose that's been shot, but no. in Sweden, do you have yeah. moose nearby? Uh, yeah, we have. Yeah, yeah. 
Oh. There is moose oh, just oh, outside oh, of my yeah. window. I, I live on the countryside, so there's animals oh, nice. everywhere. Moose and deer everywhere. Uh, I, I live in uh, Las Vegas where we got there's a no lot moose. of things outside. No there's no moose. <laughs> <laughs> scorpions, yeah, there's no moose, right? Yeah. I get to see a scorpion, um, but I did see coyotes quite frequently when I lived over in the suburbs. Uh, the packs of like three or four at a time. Yeah, mountain lions, maybe. Uh, you know what? There are mountain lions around, but I'm literally in the city now. So the only animals I see are the people that are in town partying or <laughs> or uh, occasionally or, bunny rabbits. Or bunny cougars, rabbits. maybe. The human yeah. kind. Oh, yeah, the cougars. A lot of those. variation <laughs> of cougar, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. You know, it's fascinating you guys brought up 90s because Matt and I talk about this a lot, um, that we're seeing more and more this kind of melding and continuation of 90s influence on the stoner and heavy rock scene, you know, where it's not everything is the stereotype, which is a bad stereotype, honestly, not even an honest stereotype anymore that all stoner rock is. Black Sabbath, or Sleep, or whatever, or Caius. It's way more varied than that. But when you talk about bands like Soundgarden, or Alice in Chains, or heck, even Danzig, to some degree, it's still authentic, not overproduced, guitar-based rock with songs. I'm not sure that a lot of people think about this, but when I hear Caius, I hear a lot of Danzig. Listen, mm, okay. listen to how John sings. He sounds a lot like a, uh, he sounds like a cross between Danzig and uh, what? What's the guy? Uh, the Ian Asbury. Ian Asbury. Oh, yeah, you can see that. You say that because yeah. that is, without a doubt, one of his favorite singers. Yeah, he's a mm. massive fan of Cold. I'm, I'm very. Fortunate to get to know John over the over the years, done a bunch of shows for me, and uh, that's he. That's one of the first names that'll come out of his mouth when it comes to people he's really revered, as long along with even Jim Morrison, uh, believe it or not. Uh, doesn't yeah. necessarily mean he's trying to sing like that, but that's interesting. Danzig and uh, yeah, yeah. The, do you guys like the Cole? Yeah, yeah. Yep. Which album is your favorite? Can only I only know the album cover. I think big one, right? Yeah. For me, it's electric. Uh, it's just it's just riff filled, Rick Rubin produced. You know, Peace Dog and Love Removal Machine and all that. Just no. No. it's a party yeah. right there for sure. Oh yeah. So so guys, now for for the band, I mean, what goals do you guys have at this point in time, if any? I mean, is I I I know if uh, Tommy, you were telling us, you know, before we came on here. Obviously, you guys have families. You know, you can't go out on those long tours anymore. Is uh, is those? I mean, are you guys now are you are you back full time? Are you gonna just you know maybe continue to make you know music going forward? Are you gonna do? Obviously, you got festivals lined up and everything coming up. But I mean, is this something that you you know? I guess are, are you. Are you just kind of waiting to see what happens and, and just kind of play it by ear? Or do you guys really intend to kind of 
stick this out and continue to maybe put out a record every so often and and at least you know do festivals every year or so yeah for me as long as it feels good and feels fun why not at the mm. moment i don't think we haven't we haven't planned anything just to make these shows that we have this booked for this year and and then we see what happens i know there's a whole bunch of song ideas still that we haven't finished so there's mm. Well, let's but see you after this year. Well, you all, we always want to start fresh. So, yeah. Yeah. That, 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 that's a little bit, and that's how we did it this time as well. So we always mm -hmm. want to start fresh, even though we have like a bunch of old songs. It feels like we want to you know, start on a new branch, so to speak. Yeah. Because that, that's a little bit how we do it. Mm -hmm. And yeah, we, 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 take, we take it a little bit like it comes, but. but Full time. What is full time for us now? I don't know, mm. because mm -hmm. uh, since we all and you know we've decided to uh, not go on tours because we can't and yeah. just short shorter tours, mm. yeah. and um, and that's how we've decided. And, and right now we've got a lot of gigs this year. Yeah, uh, mm. a lot of I don't know. Is this live? To the internet, uh, not as much, not live. Uh, so, I yeah. don't know how, how much I can announce, but yeah, we have we have a lot of shows and more shows that aren't announced yet. So, mm. uh, so cool. we've got a lot of stuff going on this year. Yeah, and you never know what happens next year. True. Yeah, take a bite. Yeah, did you guys sit there when you, when you got together and you started playing music and you started writing these songs and you put this album together? Did it ever occur to you, like, man, why did we wait so long? We should have maybe got done this a little earlier. Or is it, well, we're glad we waited this long because, as you just said, you like to start fresh. And it was, uh, I guess, a good thing for you guys to take a long hiatus. I mean, so did, did you wish you would have started earlier? Or are you happy with waiting as long as you did to put out the new record? No. Yeah, that's right. I think, I think it, the timing was just perfect now. Okay. Because yeah, before that I've been really busy with Greenleaf and, mm -hmm. and yeah, I, yeah. I was gonna but say now, Greenleaf has really come into its own, and I feel a little bit more song structure as well. Wouldn't you say, Tommy? And uh, you know, you've added, you've gone through a lot of singers with Greenleaf over time. Yeah. Heck, even Frederick sang some on to Greenleaf early mm -hmm. on, mm -hmm. um, yep. and I mean, these the albums you put out with Greenleaf are, to me, they're the kind of stuff that more people should hear. And when they, if they, when they hear it, or if they hear it, they're like, "Wow!" Um, the kind of thing I think should be on American radio, quite frankly. And I think there's some Dozier stuff as well. I think that uh, we're we're just stuck in the <laughs> over here a little bit, but there's such good stuff coming out of Greenleaf that it's like you're one of the best bands in the world right now, in my opinion, but I think most people who follow Stone Rock or Heavy Rock even kind of feel like it's just professionally done. It's always awesome ribs. you got great vocalists, um, great production. Good God. Mm -hmm. Um and you got great drums. Oh yeah. 
Which you now have. You now brought over Sebastian to help with Dozier, right? Yeah. Sebastian now is now a member of Dozer as well. So, mm -hmm. what a sound he brings! What oh, a yeah. monstrous like. When I, I, I sometimes will send a song over to friends of mine who are drummers, sometimes just to try to get them into these kind of music, and uh, that's the thing they'll bring up pretty quick is hearing that tone along the way. Yeah. Who, who did you have uh, produce this album? Uh, Carl Daniel, the, the same guy I have recorded the past, I don't know, five Greenleaf albums as well. Uh, yeah. And it helps that he's a drummer as well. He was the drummer on Through the Eyes of Heathens. He was oh, in yeah. Dozer for a while as well. Mm -hmm. Right. So yeah. after that, he became a sound technician, started recording albums, and uh, that's why the drum sound is so good. <laughs> Yeah. Well, yeah, you guys have had now a, a different drummer, I believe, on the last four records, I believe, correct? I mean, that's what's amazing. If you listen to each record, those are record, the, the drums are so good. You wouldn't think that those are different players on each record, but that you have a different drummer, I noticed, on, on each of the last four records. Yet, it, I mean, the Sweden just have like this school of drumming for something because. I mean, there's amazing drummers that are just coming out of there that you guys have had on the last, like yeah. you said, four records. So. Yeah, there's an abundance yeah. of uh, drummers. Yeah, here in it must be. Yeah. <laughs> no. no. Oh, there's no. not? Okay. No. I was gonna say. Oh, no, wow. not at all. <laughs> <laughs> uh. yeah, you got an ab abundance of, I mean, how many people live in Sweden? Just for people in America, you know, that, that don't realize, like, how big is Sweden? Is it 10 million? Wow. Around, somewhere around there. It's so, yeah, how big is it? And Matt used to live in Los Angeles, and they probably got like 20 million yeah. <laughs> in just this in, in the Los Angeles area, Matt. Right? Like 15, 20 million it's in that lot. area it's alone. It's insane. Mm -hmm. yeah. And uh, it's, it's just fascinating how much good music comes out of Sweden. I mean, it's insanity, <laughs> quite frankly. I mean, for bands like graveyard like you know which we haven't heard from in a while but you know in germ jeremy irons and the wrecking malibu and malibu's and uh i mean we could just go on and on and on and what are some of your favorite current bands that you all like or listen to or have recently found out about um if we're talking about stoner rock, it's for me, it's Lomosa. Mm. Oh, yeah. yeah. Nor Norwegian band. Norwegian, yep. Nova. Yeah. Yep. They're, yeah, they write. I think the music is, yeah, it's classic stoner rock, but it's a little bit more melodic and the vocals are a little bit different. And, yeah. It is. And they're it fun is. to drink beer. They're fun guys to and girl to drink beer with. So <laughs> very nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's right. They're from Norway, which has an excellent yeah. scene, mm. a really growing scene. Also, I mean, gosh, uh, a band I helped get over to Ripple, uh, Wolf Knot, and they got a new album coming yeah. out. They're from there, and uh, I think they're probably a cool one if you haven't checked out before. And Sweden a really good young band that's just amazing. And the guy's got pipes. It's a band called Tidal Wave. Check okay. them out if you haven't. 
and Frederick, you got to check this guy out. He's got, I mean, these guys are young, like they're in their twenties and man's got pipes and they bring the riffs. Um, it gives, you know, for us as fans, we love hearing good stuff from our, our lifelong bands like Dozier and Greenleaf and, you know, Queen Stone Age or whoever, but we also know the, the blood bloodline's got to continue. And so new bands like Slow Mosa and Tidal Wave, that's, that's, uh, Thank God for them, and we gotta we gotta help them out along the way. Frederick, what about you, man? You listen to rock and roll at all? Are you more listen to symphonies and and opera, or what's going on? Well, I always um, I don't know. We call it snow in. We were like ultra focused on one artist at the same time, and right now it's Chris Stapleton for some reason. Oh, wow, I'm oh, a little okay. bit focused on. <laughs> yeah, a, a little bit uh, far fetched from Stone Rock, I know, but mm-hmm. yeah, I, but I he's think got a he, little rock. He's got some rock tinge. He, he can, he can, yeah, he's got a, he's got a really, he, he can sing like old school rock and roll. Actually, I think he's, yeah. he's, he, he can sing pretty much anything, but uh, yeah, because he, he, it's just something about his tone. I, I like it a lot. He can sing pretty much whatever, and uh, yeah, yeah. In America, um, during this like ten year or so of weirdness, music-wise, country has kind of elevated itself with a little more rock to it. So it's made it interesting. You know, they even have guitar solos and stuff. Tommy, if you go back way back in time, yeah. that's sort of you know. <laughs> But, but the thing is also with Chris, with Chris Stapleton, he's got a, I think he's called In the Room or something, that album is called. And it's, some of the songs are just him and the guitar. He just sings, sit there and plays, kind of like singer-songwriter. Mm-hmm. And it's, uh, yeah, those songs are, uh, that, those are the songs that I really like. Um, uh, really. Yeah. Then, he, then you can hear how, how good he is. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and Frederick, are you the uh, principal lyric writer? Lyrics? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I think I wrote all of the lyrics to this one. Yes, you did. Yeah, yeah, I think You're I did because yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah, because I, I think I, you have you have written everything at, at home. That's why, pretty much. Uh, no, sometimes you have, previously you, have, you you pitched in. Uh, but after call conspiracy, I haven't written a word (laughs) (laughs) it's it's not my thing
Just right. yeah, kind of a... Well, no, it's speaking not of your thing, thing <laughs> speaking of your thing, Tommy, I mean, as I praised your guitar playing earlier, who are your early influences, guitar, guitarist-wise? Yeah, it's a simple answer. Ace Freely. Oh, wow. Okay. That's, I think, for me, music started with Kiss. Okay. Uh, when I was like eight, nine years old. Mm. Mm -hmm. Now and you're after that, how old you are. Right. Um, I'll, Frederick is older than I am, but... <laughs> well, he's, he's, got, he's got more weight on his beard, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but he's, he's only a month, uh, yeah, no, a month, yeah. a month and a half yeah. older than yeah. I am. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'll, turn, I'll turn 48 in May. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's, so, so but real. anyways, yeah. So guitar wise, yeah, of course there's all those yeah, Jimmy Page and Tony Iommi and all, all those, but Ace Freely is the one that yeah made yeah. me want to play guitar and I still steal old kiss riffs and <laughs> yeah. that early kid then, is just a whole different world. I don't yeah. think people realize if you really dig in to the 70s kiss, it's just, it was just great, hard, heavy rock. It just, and Ace yeah, really yeah. was the reason for it. Yeah. Really. Yeah. Now, when you, when you guys were writing for this record, uh, did anything change in terms of this, this, like what you normally would do in the past? As you were saying, I know, Frederick, you did most of the lyrics. Was there anything different musically that you guys did differently, like in terms of, I mean, traditionally how you used to write compared to maybe how it's done now, or is, was it pretty much the same thing? I think the wow. only different thing, Frederick, this time was that you wrote a lot more. You came with a lot more ideas. I don't know how many demos I got from you before we started. I think it was around 40, actually. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it, some, sometimes there were just ideas. It, it was pretty much ideas. like, yeah, like like I said, Tinder, just just in, to start something, mm -hmm. start something like, oh, this could be a part of that song or this and so on. And just something to build upon. Okay. Because I can, I can come up with, with like a complete song at home no problem uh, but will it work when everyone's around and playing their instruments sometimes it doesn't actually mm, is the answer <laughs> mm. sure. because we have because dozer is very much groove oriented i don't know if you know <laughs> no yeah of course the drums are extremely uh, central um, mm. because if they're yeah. not rocking the bands not rocking I don't know what mm -hmm. the hell that was, but <laughs> it, it won't work. Mm. Yeah. It's just not the guitarist. It's also the the cooperation between the drums and the oh yeah, sure, and the drums and the guitars. Yeah, that's one of, one of the reasons why I stopped writing whole songs at home. Yeah, because you never you get an idea in your head, you have a whole song mm. in your head, and you come to the rehearsal room, sounds yeah. nothing like I want. It, it, uh, sure, this yeah. sucks. <laughs> my idea in my head was a lot better. <laughs> but now, now it's just bring a riff and then let's see what happens. The okay. first bring ideas I had was like, I, I think I made five ideas or something. And they, they all had drums and bass play, like everything. But it doesn't matter. 
when if it's not working or or if the drummer has to play something that he's not like excited about you will know <laughs> that's, um... yeah yeah, no, yeah. what kind of work do you guys do work yeah you know well, uh, yeah, I went back to school uh, in 2008. And that's a, one of the reasons why why the yep. hiatus came. Mm. So I'm um, I'm a mechanical engineer, and uh, I work in uh, Hitachi Energy. Oh, very cool! Wow, very cool. Power yeah. power distribution, you could mm. say. You have an analytical brain, huh? <laughs> mm. <laughs> Yeah, 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 just a I, little, I, huh? You're an engineer. <laughs> my, my, my brain halves are both in, in the imagination world and the reality world, so it's, uh, I don't know, yeah. kind of very cool, kind of split. very cool. Well, guys, uh, you know, once again, I know you've got you know a lot of dates lined up in Europe. Uh, you're going to be, like I said, you're going to be at the London and Berlin Desert Fest as well as Hellfest in France. Uh, you know, just a whole bunch of festival dates I know you got going over the summer. Um, are you guys just going to do the, the festivals right now? Like, well, Tommy, you were telling us before we came on here that you guys definitely want to get over to the States eventually for at least a handful of shows. So are you going to plan to maybe do little pockets, like tour pockets in parts of the, you know, parts of Europe and then go over here? I mean, what's the plan, I guess, you know, if you can, if you have any idea, what's the plan when it comes to the touring piece? Are you just going to kind of, same thing, play it by ear, or are you just going to do the festivals? Just kind of fill everyone in, I guess, on what you got planned for live shows. We have talked about doing a U.S. tour next year. So, okay. But not a longer tour. I don't know what we have talked about, like two weeks or something like that. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah. What do you think, yeah. Frederick? Yeah, 10 dates. Who's had uh, 10 dates? Come over to... Do ten dates. Vegas, baby. all right, maybe Vegas. Cool. Yeah, well, you got to hit link up with John right there in Vegas. Exactly, he'll with so the planet desert happens, or that's one of the places. What's where that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you say is that where it happens? And I said that's definitely one of the places. Yeah, you know? that'll definitely uh, be a good starting point. We'll say because we uh, we're nearby Los Angeles, San Diego. San Francisco is not too, too far away, and Phoenix, and yeah, West Coast is a whole different world. You guys have been over to the States, right? Yeah. Cool. Yeah, yeah 2004. Oh, wow, so it's been a while, though. Been a long yeah. time. I think we did, yeah. we did like 14 shows in the U.S. and two in Canada. Okay. Nice. Very cool. Yeah. Well, Tommy, what kind of work do you do? Are you all music? Uh, no, construction. A lot of yeah. con concrete stuff. <laughs> sure. Mm -hmm. So I get up every day at five in the morning and go to work. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. And that's just very Man. cool. Very cool, guys. Once again, ladies and gents, Dozer is back. to do album Drifting in the Endless Void. It's out April 21st on Blues Feudal Recordings. And guys, just go ahead and let our viewers and listeners know where they can you know, keep up with all the happenings with Dozer uh, and anything that's going on in the future. Where should we send the listeners and viewers? Spotify. You can find us on Spotify. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook. And remember, there's a lot of fake Dozers uh, 
on uh, Spotify. So, oh, okay. Yeah. What's the What's the official then uh, handle for Dozer on on? Uh, Ooh, that's on, a good on the question. Um, well, the best way is to look up a specific up, yeah. Dozer song, yeah, and you then can, you'll you can, be able to go into the band, it, and then you can follow them or from there because it, it is tricky, man. Um, yeah, search, there's probably search a rapper. For the Search for the yeah. album. Right there, Drifting in the Endless Void. Look for that, everybody. Check it out. It's a great new record. Everyone needs to go ahead and listen to it. And so, guys, thanks so much for coming on. Anything else you want to uh, let anyone else know out there before we wrap this up? Hmm. Listen to the album. Yeah. Hell yeah. That's good. Good, 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 yeah. good advice. Listen to the album. Yeah. You're going to love it. Listen to the album. <laughs> We, we, we worked. Yeah. <laughs> listen to the album. If you like it, buy it. We worked really hard on this. Yeah. If you like it, listen to it twice. And we, yeah, if yeah. you like it, listen to it twice. Yeah, we are proud of it. So oh, yeah. hopefully you yeah. guys will like it. Oh, they will. There's no We're doubt. We're really this. proud of it. No yeah. doubt. As you should be. As you should be. It's a great record. All right. Once again, everybody, Drifting in the Endless Void, Dozer, out April 21st, Blues Funeral Recordings. And guys, thanks so much again for coming on. Um, joining me and John here on Heavy Galaxy Show. And good luck with everything. We hope we see you in the States next year sometime. We'd love next to year. obviously check you guys out. Absolutely. We'd love oh. to come. Absolutely. Well, talk to John. <laughs> it is your you man. So he'll, make, he'll get you there. Thank you all so much for yeah. coming on with us. And uh, we can't wait to unleash this to, to everyone. And again... Folks that are listening that have not heard the album yet, this is going to be an album you will put, for you folks to do this, on your end-of-the-year list. Mark it down. It has all the makings of what you want. It's got stuff that sticks in your brain. It pounds away. It's got riffs. And it's got soaring vocals uh, from Frederick. It's great to hear Frederick back out there singing his own little style that Giving it the, the the real emotional push at times as well. He's got some cool vocal effects I, I noticed here and there. Um, it's just great stuff, guys. So congratulations. Yeah. yeah. Thanks. Thanks, guys.